The Homeland Security Department's contractors and fellow federal agencies have expressed some concern with the recent departures of DHS leadership. At least a dozen top positions at that agency are either vacant or being manned by acting officials. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with more on how the DHS shakeup impacts agency management issues. And Jory, let's start with the survey that we did of federal employees, DHS employees. Yesterday, Nicole Agrisco and I spoke somewhat about that, but review that for us and what some of the main findings are that you found that people are saying from within DHS. Sure. Just to unpack that a little bit further, there are a couple of different general consensuses coming from the results of the survey here. 81% said that they were very they were either very worried or somewhat worried by the shakeup in DHS, DHS leadership, but they were split. They were about evenly split over whether recent leadership changes and vacancies have impacted their day-to-day work, their responsibilities you know, on an ongoing basis, or whether turnover has impacted the morale. The general consensus being that no real impact on the morale, that you know, for the most part, their responsibilities on any given day are, are pretty much unchanged. Well, that's not surprising. I mean, if you're a TSA screener or you're a border security guard or you're someone doing program analysis for FEMA, if Kristen Nielsen suddenly is not there one day, really, that's something like watching the clouds part and a different color cloud move in, but it doesn't really affect you there down on the ground. No, no. More than anything else, it's the the immediate management. It's the the your immediate supervisor. Uh, but they did say that generally, you know, generally they did say about sixty nine percent. In fact, said that the the shakeup would impact DHS's ability to retain top talent, and fifty nine percent said that it would hamper the agency's ability to recruit new talent. The idea being that if there's a a an optics situation where the agency looks like it's keep it keeps on changing, you know, its top boss over and over. Is this the kind of place that I want to find a job at? Sure. Yeah. Especially, you know, there's so many people in law enforcement at DHS and that should be an attractive place for someone who is interested in a law enforcement career. Yet you're right. If if the chief comes and goes every other week, then it does make it a place you would question about whether you want to park your career there for a while. And and by the way, you know, those are plenty. Those are skills that do transfer elsewhere in 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 other public sector roles. You know, in different law enforcement organizations, that you can certainly uh, take those skills elsewhere. And what's going on with the employee viewpoint survey? That has not been a strong suit for DHS, no matter who's in charge. No, no, it's worth bringing up that they have had a, a recent uptick that in in recent years they have shown improvement. Um, but it's worth pointing out that they pretty much are morale wise where they were back in 2010. They had a, about a six or seven year slump in results, and then in 2017 they they had an inflection point where they started to go uh, back up again. So it's it's a long standing issue. And in in conversations I've had with GAO, they said you know really not the kind of issue that they can check off their high risk list yet. It's still a, a top concern for them. Sure, and people speaking about their engagement and their jobs and rating their places of work with respect to engagement. I think the immediate supervision and the unit supervision or bureau supervision is probably more important as a factor than, say, who the secretary is. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the closer the, the management is, the, the, the more real of an impact it has. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And uh, what about the contracting community? They've got kind of an interest in what's going on at Homeland Security. It spends billions and billions of dollars a year. Are they weighing in on this whole leadership shakeup? Well, they've they've said we asked them to, didn't we? We did. We did. We we heard heard back from them as well. And um, you know, they have said that generally things have gone unchanged, but that as a result, they've said that's that's kind of the problem as well. That 
because there are so many acting officials in these these secondary and tertiary management jobs um, that they they're, they're keeping the the office going, they're keeping their program going, but they're not they don't feel like they're empowered in a position to make new changes or to adopt new innovations. And so, if you're in the contracting community, that's that that concerns you if they're not going to go out and maybe uh, try your innovative new product or your new offerings out there. Well, that's a good point because it's not the appointed officials that make contracting decisions, but they do drive innovation or changes or new programs. And so that flows downhill toward contracting. And so there's maybe a stasis that doesn't offer a lot of fresh opportunities for contractors, sounds like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Stasis is a good word for it. And so you know, I had spoken with Mark Pearl. He's the president and CEO of the Homeland Security and Defense Business Council, uh, a coalition, if you will, of, of people who do contract with this community. And he said he, he kind of spoke to the stasis and how troubling it is. Too many of my members have said that they don't know what's down the road, how long it's going to take to get people onboarded, how much training is going into the people that are program managers and contracting officers. If you are just simply getting your job done from day to day and pushing the pieces on the chessboard, you're not going to think strategically. If you're not going to think strategically, you're not going to be able to think innovatively of changing processes or thinking about doing something differently to uh, attack a problem that might threaten the homeland. All of that taken together is a marketplace that doesn't portend a sense of this is something that I want to do. This is an investment I want to make. Yes, I think vendors are concerned with continuity and the fact that when they sign on for a program, they want to know that there's going to be some annuity aspect to it, that what the department has promised for the future will happen. And what about future leadership? What kind of challenges will they face, did you find, when those people eventually, we hope, will come into office? Well, you know, the trouble with DHS is that, you know, they are a fairly new organization. They're not quite two decades old. And some of the organizational problems they had from their inception, they they are still dealing with now. Conversations I had with GAO, they really kind of generally say that along with the the HR and morale piece of things, they're also dealing with financial management problems and uh, procurement problems. Although it's fair to say GAO says they are making progress toward that ultimate unification and becoming one agency, and successive secretaries have worked on that. I'm not, I'm not sure Ms. Nielsen got around to it. She was there such a short period of time. It, yeah, it certainly can't discount the progress that's being made there, but it is such an uphill battle when you think about all the different components of DHS and all the different things that they do. Um, it's worth bringing up that you know a really great case study of of how these challenges are so insurmountable is the St. Elizabeth's Project. Um, this is a headquarters that Secretary Nielsen got to cut the ribbon on, but remains uncertain whether she actually was able to you know put her bags down and and actually get work done out of that office. No, that's right. That's going to be still virgin, I guess, territory for the Formica and hardwood and brick of that place. I don't have people moved into it yet. So the executive management have moved into they have moved in, into okay. the center building there. Uh, about a thousand employees in all are or have been moved there as a result of this wave here. Um, but there, it's still a project that's underway. And and I spoke with Bradley Saul. He's the vice president of civilian agencies at the Professional Services Council. He said that really it's a great case study of, of challenges that DHS has encountered. 
it has been disappointing to see that the St. Elizabeth's campus has continued to run into financial headwinds and, and it, it's not going to, in the end, result in the, the kind of the complete unification of DHS as it was originally intended to do. Certainly a lot of costs in in uh, in that project, historical preservation, working with the community, et cetera, that, that uh, took a long time, but also selling the selling the project to Congress. It's uh, it's a lot harder to um, to find a constituency to bring millions of dollars to fund office space for people in, in headquarters versus border patrol agents out in the field and congressional districts interacting with constituents every day. So that uh, is, a, is a unfortunate political reality that uh, that I think really uh, hampered uh, the the multi-year investment that was really necessary for the project. And that's Bradley Saul of the Professional Services Council. And Jory, safe to say then that the entire industry really is watching what happens next there. Yeah, they're really keeping a close eye on on what's the next steps here. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his story and our entire and our entire special report on DHS. It's all at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 